Welcome to the podcast for Wenton Baptist Church. I pray God uses this message to bless you in Jesus' name. Well, there are many success stories in the world where people started with, with nothing and it ended up huge successes. Maybe you know of a, some familiar success story where someone started out with nothing, kind of a rags to riches kind of, kind of story, and, and I'm not kind of promoting you know, worldly wealth, but we understand that it, you know, if you start with nothing and you, you, have, uh, you, you have great achievements, then it's, it's something to be recognized. Uh, and there are several that, that uh, ring a bell uh, that have done this. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Mark Cuban. Uh, I'll bring it. This guy, Mark, he was a door-to-door uh, garbage bag salesman. And uh, he internet ended up selling an a, a audio broadcasting company called Broadcast.com to Yahoo for like $5 billion. And he now owns the Dallas Mavericks. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Elon Musk, you may be more familiar with Elon Musk. Uh, he had average parents, and he worked, you know, uh, his way by selling. He started out with selling a computer game. He made a computer game, then he sold it for a little bit, and then uh, he ended up wanting to do online transactions, and so he started X.com, and then he started a familiar website called PayPal, and he sold PayPal for billions, and now he runs SpaceX and uh, Tesla Automotive. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Well, there was a boy in a small rural town who had uh, average parents. Uh, His dad was very good with his hands, so that helped him uh, make ends meet. Uh, No one thought anything would come of this kid. Probably wouldn't make it out of town. Uh, You know, he'd be just like his dad, working in, in the cabinet shop. But in just three short years, this boy, now a man, was turning heads. He was healing the sick and curing the blind. He spoke of repenting and and, and forgiveness of sins. And after being crucified on a cruel cross, buried in a tomb for three days, he rose from the grave and appeared to over 500 witnesses and ascended to heaven where he now sits at the right hand of the Father. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And for you and I, even in the midst of this pandemic, God is not finished yet. He's not finished with you yet. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. God wants all of us to finish well in His economy. So how do you finish well when you've been given a rough start? When it seems things seem like they're, they're just never going to get better. They're just not going to get better. What, what, what's, when is this thing going to end? We, we often ha- are, are saying, when do you, how's it going to end? How do you finish well when the future looks so bleak, at least by the media's standards? Maybe everyone else around you. You see, from the dawn of creation, God knew it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. When the serpent deceived Adam and Eve and the entire human race was plunged into sin and death, God knew it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Enter the baby Jesus into the little town of Bethlehem. God had a plan. He had a plan then. Jesus is alive, and God still has a plan for you and I, watch this, to finish well. He has a plan for you and I to finish well. It's not how you start, church. It's how you finish. We now turn to a passage that speaks of finishing well. And that passage is in the book of Matthew, chapter 25. 
if you want to turn there. Matthew chapter 25. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And it's appropriate today after recognizing Miss Nancy, uh, who taught 50 years of Sunday school. She's a wonderful example, example of a believer who took what God gave them and is finishing well. She's not done yet. Nancy's not done yet. She's got a lot to do. And I know God is not done with you or I either. There's still work to be done. There's still neighbors to be reached. There's still neighbors to love in Winton, North Carolina. Will you be a part of that? You see, our, our passage this morning highlights several ways that we can finish well. We can finish well by knowing the value of what we've been given by God, by knowing the value of, of pleasing God, by knowing the, that faithfulness is greatly rewarded by God, by serving in a way that leads to joy and, and not having the fate of the wicked. First off, we finish well by knowing that the value of what we have been given by God, the value. Look at the parable that Jesus teaches. We know this parable very well. The, the talents is the parable of the talents. Now, this is not talking about talents, uh, 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 something that you're uh, gifted with, like you can play guitar, that kind of talent. Uh, this is different. The talent that it's speaking of is actually 20 years for a day laborer. 20 years worth of wages for a day laborer is one talent. Okay, think about that. 20, if you work for 20 years, what you made in 20 years in biblical standards, that's one talent. That's a lot of money, okay? So this is one talent. Jesus descri uh, describes earlier, uh, the, the passage earlier, the, the, the return of the king. In essence, he's describing what it's going to be like when Jesus comes back. What's it going to be like when the master returns? Will he find people faithful? He even said, will I find, if I return to the earth, will I find people faithful uh, on the earth? The question you and I need to ask ourselves is, will I be found faithful when Jesus returns? Well, I'll be found faithful with what God has given me. In this parable, there's a, there's a man who entrusts resources to three people. His resources, that's the talents, his, his money, so to speak, his resources, valuables. He entrusted the three people, the servants. The master entrusts his resources to three servants. The one he gives five talents, that's a lot of his resources. To another, he gives two talents. And to another, he gives one talent. And these talents were his possessions, as the scriptures say in verse 14. Each did differently. We're going to look at verse 14. And in verse 14 says this. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his servants and entrusted his possessions to them. See, he entrusted his possessions to them. And we read on to see what they did with these uh, possessions. For, for you and I, we need to understand that Jesus is directly talking to us uh, about what we have been given. What are you given? God has given us all something to build uh, his kingdom. What do you have? You've got a job. You can use that to glorify God. You've got a family. You can use that to, to glorify God. It's, it's just not your job, right? It's, it's God's job. God gave that to you. Okay, it's, it's just not your bank account. It's God's bank account. He gave that to you. It's, it's a resource. The family God gave you, it's just not your family, it's, it's God's family. Yes, it's a resource to impact God's kingdom. We need to see the value of what God has given us. Name anything that you have. You can find some way, some purpose that God can use to build his kingdom and to glorify him. More than just a gift. Watch this. It's been entrusted to you. 
It's, it's God saying, okay, I, I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. And I'm going to entrust this gift to you, to you, no one else, to you because I know what you're made of. What have you been entrusted with? God has a plan, and he's given you exactly what he wants you to have to be able to carry it out. God will see you through. Churches, if there's anything you need to hear right now, God's going to see you through. Through this pandemic, through the stress that you're feeling right now, whatever's going on at work, in your life, in your marriage, in your world, God will see you through, and that's incredible hope. We must believe that for ourselves, for our church, for our town, for our world. God is on the throne. He hasn't gotten off the throne. He hasn't gotten off the throne. He's going to see you through because of what he's given us. You see, to sum it up, basically, God's given us our time, talents, and treasures to be used in his kingdom. Time, talents, and treasures. To, not to use just for our pleasure. Yes, that's part of it, to build our lives, but also to build up the kingdom of God and to be found faithful. To be found faithful. I'm faithful with my time by, by doing things like serving the local church. Uh, that happened Saturday here, uh, you know, on church cleanup day. A lot of folks showed their faithfulness. They were trusting God. I'm, I'm giving up my time. It's on a Saturday, and, and they showed up. And great, God, God honors that. We have those who give uh, their, their talents. We have many who serve here on Sunday mornings to make things happen. Uh, and that's wonderful. They give of their time. We have those who give of their, give of their talents literally to the Lord. Uh, we have many who give their treasures to the Lord. And you know, we, we have many who give a lot of things. We should all focus more on how we can use the resources, our time, talents, and treasures to be faithful to God. Okay, Derek, why, why then... I know this is coming. I know you're, this is on your tip of your tongue. Well, why is it that some don't serve God like I do? You know, you kind of feel like that. Well, well somebody else, I, I, why, and we, we play the game. Well, why isn't so-and-so here? Well, why, I wish they were here. We start to think about that, and I, I think that's, that's, that's faulty thinking. We should focus more on not who is not here and focus on who is here and who God is using in our midst, we should focus more on how we can use the resources God has given us, our time, talents, and treasures, to be more faithful to God. The guy who had two talents, what did he do? He turned it into four talents. He did something with it. The guy who, who had uh, you know, five talents, well, he turned it into to ten. That's great. The guy who had one, he just well, he went out and buried it. Um, he was bitter. Now, I've seen people become bitter. Uh, you know, for what they've been given by God. You know, I, they, they get upset and they, they decide not to use their time for God anymore. God, I'm sorry, God, I, I've had it. It's enough. Uh, no more church for me. I'm, I'm fed up. They stop going to church. They uh, see serving God is less important. They give less. They, they see their treasure is more like theirs than God's. And so they bury it. But not the faithful. Not the faithful. They see what they've been given, and it serves, yes, to help them, but it also serves to help build the kingdom of God. That's what faithfulness is like. You see what God has given you. You see, we have a responsibility not to only build our kingdom, but to recognize in reality it's God's kingdom that we're a part of, that we're pursuing. We should use our time, talents, and treasures to that end. That's finishing well. Okay, God, this is yours, not mine. I'm going to finish well, God, because of, of, because of who you are. And it's, it's, it's an amazing journey. That's what finishing well means. Acknowledging the value of what God has given us. Secondly, 
We finish well by knowing the value of pleasing God. Verse 21 there, part A of chapter 25 says this, His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Now the master looked at the two who used their resources wisely, and he said this to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. We all know what it's like to receive a pat on the back, an attaboy, great job. We know what that's like. It feels great. It feels amazing to receive that, mainly because why? We want to receive that praise. We want to know uh, that you know, people are appreciative of what we're doing. It, it feels good. Why? Because we want to please the person that's, uh, we want to please them gen- genuinely. Okay, yeah, I, I really want to please you. And it's, it's not a, a weakness or a, a character flaw. We just want to please that person. Uh, you know, raising a son uh, who is smart is challenging. You know they're gifted, but you don't want to mess things up with your mediocre brain. Okay, that's, that's me. Uh, for us, raising Jacob was simply encouraging him to go Far. Praising him for his successes and, and nudging him in his failures. We put things in front of him that he, we thought he might like. Math bowls, computer coding, robotics, all these Jacob excelled at. Okay, that's just his style. It's who he is. These successes were awesome for Jacob, as you know. Uh, we, we, we couldn't stop talking about them. We put them on Facebook, social media, yada, yada. We kind of overdid that, overshared. I get that. Um, but uh, we were genuinely proud. Now, as Jacob got older, something curious happened. He would, he would love to show us what he did. I remember a long time ago, he was four years old. He made a little lighthouse, and it was this huge, amazing project. He put it all together, worked real hard on it. Made a little lighthouse. Great project. It was over the top. And so we, we would uh, wow and ooh and ah, that kind of thing. And he, as the years went on, he would bring his homework to me and say, Hey, Dad, look at this. Look what I did. Or this thing on the screen. Or, Hey, Dad, look at this. Look what I coded or built. And I would always go, Wow, son, that's great. And I would usually be able to say a few things about it. You know, that's... You did this and you did that, and, and, and he would see that, that I knew what he was talking about, and he would get real excited. But now, um, of late, I can't keep up with what he's doing, okay? Uh, he, he, want, he asked me to come look at his homework the other, the other night, and, and here, here, here's his homework, and it's, uh, it's about logic. And it's got some whirly, gig, whirly gigs on there. And some, I just have no clue what this is. I, I just don't. Logic circuits and whatever. And so I just really... That's great, son. It looks real good. You did a good job there, buddy. <laughs> I have no clue what it is, but you did a real good job. And so, you know what? I never let Jacob think that his success was any less than it should be. I knew that he had used what we had given him. You hear me? I, I knew that he had used what we had given him, put it in front of him, and he used it effectively. He invested the time to study. He, the, the investment of the resources that we gave him, he excelled at it. He has been faithful with what we've given him. For you and I, we want that attaboy from God. We want to be faithful. We want to be found faithful with the Lord. And we want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. You're doing a great job, buddy. Good job. That's what we want to hear from God. We want, we want that attaboy from, from him. How great it will be that day when we have taken what we've been given and received praise from our heavenly Father. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Now, we're going to all have to give an account one day before God. I will not stand with you before the throne of heaven. I cannot. You will stand alone. You will not stand with your wife. You will not stand with your kids. It will just be you and you alone before God. What will you say? What will you want to hear from God the Father? When you stand before the throne, he looks back over your life. And you have to give an account for everything you've said, everything you've done, every, and the way you've lived your life. 
You're going to have to give an account. What will you want him to say? Well, you want to say, well done, good and faithful servant. You took what I, what I gave you and you used it for the kingdom. Do you want him to say that? Or do you want him to say something else? We'll get to that in just a moment. Well done, good and faithful servant. Will we be found faithful to God with the time, talents, and treasures that he's given us? We finish well by knowing the value of what we're given, by knowing the value of pleasing our Heavenly Father, that attaboy. And we also uh, finish well by knowing that faithfulness is greatly rewarded. It absolutely is. Look at verse 25, 21b. It says this. You were faithful over a few things. Over a few, just a few things. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge over many things. God can take your faithfulness and turn it into greater opportunity, greater ministry, and greater ways to serve him. That's exactly what the master did with the servants who were faithful with a little. He put them over more. He blessed them. He rewarded them. He opened doors of opportunity for them. That's what's going to happen to his saints who serve him faithfully. Maybe, maybe not in this, in this life, but certainly in the life to come. It can happen in this life for sure. God can open up doors, new doors of ministry for you with ever-increasing responsibility with what we're given. If we are faithful with just a little bit, just a little bit, we're going to see more and more opportunity come. But if you're not faithful with what you're given, he's even going to take that away. We see that. Are you faithful with what you have been given? God blesses us with more responsibility, more ministry. To that end, I say, don't give up being faithful. Don't stop. Don't focus on what others are doing. You focus on what God has called you to do and serve him well. Don't, you know, don't play the comparisitis game. All the comparisitis kills, kills, it just kills us. Oh, I, well, look at her, or look at him, look at what they're doing, look how well they're doing, or look at how well she's dressed. Or just I, it, Don't do that. Don't play the comparisitis game. You stay faithful to God for who he's made you to be and what he's called you to do, and he's going to bless you for it. Stay involved in the local church. Stay involved in the Word. Stay involved in others' lives. Relationships matter. Watch move. Watch God move. I had a great conversation with Dave. We were just shoveling mulch like nobody's business. We were sweating. It was rough. We had a great conversation about family. Talked about our kids. That's life right there. We did it in the midst of serving. We used our time, talents, and treasures, and God blessed that. And God's just, he gave us, he gave us great joy to do that. It's you know, watch God open up new opportunities of ministry for you to build his kingdom. And, and doing that, it's, it's kind of like playing golf. I, was, uh, I learned how to play golf a while back when I was a, a young lad, I guess. And my instructor started me off with a, with a pitching wedge. This is a pitching wedge over here. And, and now the people who are sitting over here to my left just really wish they wouldn't have sat over, over there. But... Uh, you know, the pit, the, the, my instructor said, you know, let's, let's start off here with a pitching wedge and see how you do on the practice range. And he kind of told me there, he said, uh, you know, you've you got to take your club and you've got to swing it and you've got you know, you to do like that. And you've you got to have a, a, just, a, just a real nice swing about it kind of thing. And, and uh, I said, okay, well, let, let, me, let me try that. Let me see how that goes. And uh, I took my little pitching wedge right there and I, I just reared back and I took it back like this and just kind of did pretty good. Okay. And so, well, you know, you're pretty good there with the pitching wedge. Well, let's just kind of move up to, uh, to putting. You know, you like to putt. And so we went to the putting green, you know. And so I got good at that, and I looked at the putter, and I got, learned how to use the putter pretty good. And I just I, I made more, more shots and got the ball in the hole more uh, as, as I learned how to putt. 
And, and then he said, you know, you're really good with the putting. You've learned, learned skill about the putting. And uh, let's, let's put, you, put the driver in your hand. It's a driver. I know Ramsey's is, you know, North Carolina. He's got to change to a wolf. I get that for Jacob. But NC State, I get that. So we're taking Ramsey's off here. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you've been faithful with that, Derek. So let's, let's put the driver in your hands. More responsibility. Let's see how you, you handle the long ball, the long shot, right? And so uh, my instructor said, you know what? Let's, let's put you up on a tee. And let's see how you do, right? And so you, you address the ball and do, do all I taught you about that. I'm not going to swing. Okay, I promise I won't swing. Uh, but I've given you more opportunity for that. And then the next thing he did was he took me out and played nine holes of golf. Nine holes of golf. Because why? Why? Because I have been faithful with a little, and he had given me more and more opportunity. To, and he opened up windows of opportunity for me. God's going to do the same thing for us if we use what he has given us if we are faithful with what we have. Don't get me wrong. It's not about climbing the spiritual ladder. I, I get to do this. You know, I was a youth pastor, and then I was a, an associate pastor, and, you know, and then move on up in the world, and now I'm a senior pastor. It's not about that. It's, we don't play that game. We, we're, will you stay faithful where you are? God will provide the opportunity for you. God will expand your ministry. Jesus says the greatest in the kingdom is the one who serves. You will be rewarded either in this life or in the next. Stay faithful. Finish well. Your faithfulness will be rewarded with more. I'm not talking about works-oriented, works-oriented salvation here. It's not about earning your way to God. You can never please God with what you do. Okay, We do out of who we are. right? We do because what he has done for us. Let's get that straight first. We do out of what he's done for us. It's an attitude of gratitude, not an attitude of I need to uh, make God happy by what I do. We do because we get to do it. And He's blessed us so much. We finish well by knowing the value of what we were given, by knowing the value of, of what it means to please our Heavenly Father, by seeing that, yes, faithfulness is rewarded with greater and greater opportunity. But we also finish well by, by, by serving in a way that leads to joy. Serving in a way that leads to joy. It says there uh, in, in verse 21, part C, it says, Share in your master's joy, he said to these two people who had done well with what they'd been given. Share in your master's joy. That's what serving does. That's what finishing well does. Serving God doesn't have to be misery or, or drudgery. Oh, I have to go to church and shovel some mulch today, or I have to go cut down some trees today. Man, I mean, if we, if we let this cliff just go on, he'd have just, he'd have just cut the whole town of Winton. I mean, he just, this, this young, man, he meant young man loves to cut trees, okay? But he served faithfully. He used his gift. We all did. We all, we no grumbling. It was, it was, he, you're absolutely right. It was, there's a spirit, there was a spirit of joy yesterday. I wish you could have been there. There's a great spirit of joy and unity yesterday. yesterday. See, we are in a church, though, sometimes ministry is hard, right? We're in a church that's full of broken people. Broken people do broken things sometimes, right? So, you know, we, to expect a church that to get it right all the time is to misunderstand the function of the church. The people in the pews don't come to be served. They come, they come to serve each other and serve the, serve the master with what they have been given. When church becomes about personal preference, it becomes drudgery. I, I don't like this today. And you focus on that. And, and you grieve the Holy Spirit of God. 
You grieve the Holy Spirit of God for which he, he came and dwelt in you and wants to be that lifeline to God Almighty. You grieve the Spirit of God, and he cannot work in you. The window of opportunity is closed. We need to understand that we can serve with joy because of what he's given us. And our, our master is going to be joyful. He's going to be excited that we're serving faithfully, and we get to share in that joy. They can share in the same joy. When we serve the Lord, no, no matter if it's painting a fence or cutting down a tree or bringing a shut-in sweets, we do it with great joy because it brings our Savior joy. Being faithful is not a have-to, church, to get to. I get to serve my Savior. I get to serve my Lord. I get to cut down a tree. I get to shovel mulch. It's a get-to. It's not a want-to. God has given us great opportunity. What a moment. What a time. What a chance to be faithful to our Lord. Paint that fence. Vacuum that carpet. Talk to your neighbor. Teach Sunday school for 50 years. God's going to bless you. Out of sheer joy, it brings Jesus. And also realize that if it brings joy, it's going to bring joy to your own heart as well. It will. It'll bring joy to your own heart. We finish well by knowing the value of what we're given, by knowing the value of pleasing our Heavenly Father, that attaboy, by seeing the, that faithfulness is rewarded, by serving in a way that leads to joy. Here's the last part. We finish well by not having the fate of the wicked. Now, there's another outcome that I've waited until now to mention more of, and that's the result of the servant who buried his talent, who buried his resource the master gave, Look back in verse 24 uh, and note the wicked servant's position. So the man who had received one talent also approached and said, Master, I know you. You're a harsh man, reaping where you haven't sown, gathering where you haven't scattered seed. So I was afraid and went off and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. His master replied to him, You evil, lazy servant. If you knew that I reap where I haven't sown and gather where I haven't scattered, then well, you should have deposited my money with the bankers and I would have received my money back with interest when I returned. You see, this guy is just making stuff up about his master. I, he, he, can't, he doesn't know where to go, so he just kind of makes stuff up about the master being greedy and whatever. He didn't have a leg to stand on. Even after the master had given him resources to build the kingdom with, what did he do with it? He buried it. Ah, uh, whatever. Who knows, who knows what his attitude was? It certainly wasn't the attitude that God had called him to, the attitude of being faithful with what you have, not grumbling about what you have, but using it for God's glory to build the kingdom of God. Church, we must understand and see what has God given you. Time, talents, and treasures. He's all given us that, time, talents, and treasures in different degrees. Are we using it for his kingdom? You see, he suffered what every person found not to be faithful, will suffer. Here's his fate. Verse 29 says this. For to everyone who has, more will be given. That's the opportunity. And he, will, and he will have more than enough. Love that, more than enough. You got more than enough. I love that. But from the one who does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. You don't use your gift, your time, talents, and treasures for God's kingdom. Guess what? It's going to fade away. You decide. And throw this good-for-nothing servant into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of 
teeth. You see, a person who is a believer will have a desire to serve God. It's just a natural outflow of who you are. A person who understands the wonderful gift they've been given will indeed use their time, talents, and treasures to build the kingdom. Now, this is hard to hear, but those who don't, according to this, they don't have a relationship with God. Some may be posing as believers, perhaps even uh, fooling themselves. Jesus goes on in the next parable. He talks about the sheep and the goats. He separates, separates the sheep, the true believers, from the goats who are the false believers that were actually in the church all this time at the judgment. Where will you be found when the Savior returns? What side are you on? What have you done with your time, talents, and treasures? Have you multiplied them? Have you used them? Have you, has it given you great joy to serve God faithfully? Or have you buried them and you're just, you're bitter? You're bitter. God calls you to want to listen to the words, well done, good and faithful servant. Or will you be thrown into outer darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth? Or do you know, do you know of those who are on that, that journey? Do we have the light of Christ? We have the light of Christ that can carry to a dark world to our neighbors who need Jesus. We have a responsibility to use our time, talents, and treasures now. Don't wait till the pandemic is over, folks. Don't do that. Don't play that game. We, the church doesn't take a break because of, the, because of anything that happens, right? God doesn't take a nap. God doesn't take a vacation. God wants us to serve now. He wants us to serve. Vacations aren't bad, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, God wants us to serve now where we are, okay? Finish well. Learn to finish well. Learn the value of God's gift. Learn the value of pleasing God. Learn the value of uh, faithfulness and being rewarded by that. Learn the value of the great joy of what you have. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, what a great joy it is to serve you, to hear from your word. Lord, hard truths this morning. We all need to take stock, take account of our lives and our time, talents, and treasures. Are we using them to glorify you or are we using them to glorify ourselves? Are we hoarding them? Are we bury, burying our treasure, God? Or are we using them to lead others to the Savior? Lord, I'm just one beggar leading another beggar to bread. I need the same bread they do, the bread of life, Lord, to come inside of me and fill me and to renew my heart, God. I am broken as well. Lord, may we be found faithful and we continue the race, God. May we be found faithful as a church here in Winton, North Carolina, to lead the lost to you, to share the gospel, to share the good news, to love our neighbors, to trust you more, to grow in Christ-like maturity, to pray for revival in our church. And we're going to watch you move. We're going to watch you reward faithfulness, Lord. Would you do that, God? Would you continue to open up more and more doors, God, for Winton Baptist Church as her people are faithful to you. We love you, Father. There may be some here today who don't know you. Lord, they've heard uh, the gospel is very simple, very true. The gospel is simply this. Jesus came into the world, the God-man, the manger king. He died a cruel, cross, a cruel death on a cross. He lived a perfect, sinless life so we wouldn't have to. He offers forgiveness to us. If we'll simply trust him, he'll come into us and give us newness of life because he rose from the dead. He defeated death. He lives in victory now, and his life becomes ours. His grace is ours. If that's you, you simply come today, and I'll pray with you how to receive a relationship with God. Maybe you have other prayer concerns you want to pray about. That's fine, too. We'll pray with you as well.